section seven of g k chesterton in vanity fair magazine this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. read by kate fallis g k chesterton in vanity fair magazine by g k chesterton the soul of skylarking thoughts on the new renaissance and the structure of the future by g k chesterton something is necessary before we can really learn to enjoy games or to enjoy theatres or to enjoy things of art or invention and that is that we should learn to enjoy enjoyment it is this faculty that is always slipping away from men and it slips away faster and faster in the modern mood of always looking for the latest thing it matters nothing whether this takes a reactionary or a revolutionary form it matters nothing whether it is a snobbish pursuit of the latest fashions and is called capitalism or a priggish pursuit of the latest fads and is called socialism it is equally true that the hurry after happiness is itself unhappy and that a man is learning how to find enjoyments and not how to enjoy but commonly the two things are combined for the rich especially the wicked rich are very progressive progress is another name for going the pace it is among the wicked rich that you will find the advanced art the portraits without faces the statues without figures and the poems without poetry now any real renewal must be based more broadly on much more simple and popular things when i say simple things i do not mean things like the simple life vegetarianism or teetotalism are obviously the very reverse of simple i should not call a man simple if he could only eat pink things or pale yellow things nor do i call him simple if he can only eat green things i call him fastidious and even luxurious i should not consider a child beautifully childlike who when offered a glass of milk asked whether it contained any allotropic forms of alkaloid or what not nor do i consider a man childlike who when offered a glass of beer asks whether it contains any alcohol another arbitrary abstraction conjectured by a few chemists i mean by a simple man or child a good and sensible man or child and i mean that a sensible child takes what he can get and a simple man is one who can enjoy the normal and national food and drink i do not say he should always enjoy them or that he should not enjoy other things i say he should be able to enjoy the normal things and not be reduced by successive and rapid reforms into a condition in which he cannot enjoy anything whatever bad books and bad beer thus it is said for instance that the public likes bad books but in england at any rate if it likes bad books it is very much as it drinks bad beer 
it does so because it cannot get any good beer and has to choose between bad beer and something that is not beer at all so the ordinary reader often has to choose between bad books and things like those which charles lamb called books that are not books he has to choose between a bald and badly written story about love and murder and a story that is not a story at all but a medical diary describing the more minute sensations of an incipient lunatic or the pros and cons of erecting a tin chapel for some new religion the more refined artists have been driven to this not so much because they are so lucky as to find nerves and new religion interesting as because they are so lamentably unlucky as to find love and murder uninteresting they have lost their normal power of enjoying enjoyable things such as murder and love-making the very novelty of their art is the fatigue of their minds the artists are trying to enjoy fresh things with a stale mind while the public is still enjoying stale things with a fresh mind that fresh mind is the first need of a fresh society it is more convenient to take a concrete case and i will take the case of poetry especially the poetry of nature it is an old joke that papers and the public are tormented by a swarm of spring poets who come out like the birds in spring it is an old joke that the editor receives a million original odes to the skylark and generally prints the worst of them but even if the spring poetry is worthless the spring is not worthless like death and first love and the other materials of the detective story and the novelette it is a marvel none the less real for being recurrent in short the little poet like the large public may not be occupied with great works but he is occupied with great things it may be tiresome to listen to the poet on the skylark but it is not tiresome to listen to the skylark at least it ought not to be but it is the whole problem of the new and fastidious artist that it is the skylark and the flamingo he is tired not of the small achievements but of the great subjects of poetry probably he has heard too many odes to the skylark and too few skylarks anyhow he is in a mood to kill the skylark as the sailor did the albatross and to run after some more rare bird let us say the flamingo the vivid colour and fantastic form of that wild fowl would have fitted it well for the decorative poems of the decadence where down the purple corridors the screaming scarlet ibis flew i do not object to such screaming even to such screaming colours there is a poetry in the ibis and the flamingo as well as in the skylark the only creature without any poetry is the poet who is tired of the skylark what is the matter with him is that he has sought out a new screaming scarlet sort of skylark not because his senses are keen but because they are jaded the bird has to be screaming because he is nearly deaf and scarlet 
because he is nearly blind moreover the necessity of substituting the flamingo for the skylark involves the advanced and fastidious bird fancier in other difficulties perhaps the poet finds that there are not many rhymes to flamingo and that jingo and lingo are alien to the mood and atmosphere therefore he decides that rhyme is a jingling fetter unworthy of free modern verse or he finds the meter is disturbed by the insinuation of a flamingo instead of a lark as it would be if he had to scan the line hark hark the flamingo at heaven's gate sings or as who should say like to the flamingo at break of day arising from sullen earth sings hymns at heaven's gate and finding this to run a little awkwardly he naturally decides that metre as well as rhyme is a meaningless convention and that the modern spirit can only express itself in verse libre only the poet happens to be wrong according to the whole history of poetry the editor may receive a million poems by minor poets about the skylark but anywhere among them there may be one signed william shakespeare and another signed william wordsworth and another signed percy bish shelley whereas it might be difficult to compile a golden treasury entirely about the flamingo it is the common subjects not the uncommon subjects on which the rare masterpieces of poetry have been written it was because the major poets shared the enthusiasm of the minor poets it was because they dealt with terms and things in the very texture of popular thought and speech for instance the same images are to be found not only in song but even in slang the very case of the skylark has a prose parallel to the expression skylarking presupposing a verb to skylark it would be interesting if there were a verb to flamingo presumably conjugated like the verb to go it would be almost alarming if we said not only i flamingo but thou hast flamingon not to mention so extreme a case as he flamin went this may seem to the fastidious almost to verge on the fanciful but this is a fair parallel to the verb skylarking which is a perfect fragment of popular poetry to express a wild and hilarious holiday but a man cannot have a popular holiday all by himself and a man cannot create a new language all by himself he cannot even paint the town red without the consent of the townsfolk even if he can disregard the town council and that very metaphor brings us to the practical outcome of this primary truth given due and proper occasion i have no particular objection to his painting the town as red as the flamingo but even if he does so with the applause of all his neighbours he will probably find that pleasing the town council is very different from pleasing the town in short he will come face to face with the falsity of modern politics which has next to be considered poets and politicians 
i said that our basis must be simple and popular and that i did not mean by simple the puritanical pose of the simple life i may add that i do not mean by popular the plutocratic corruption of the representative system the machinery labelled democracy is not a popular thing indeed the very word democracy is not a popular word how many times a day does a shoe-black or a scavenger use the word democracy yet it is on words he does use and ideas he does understand that we must found a really popular commonwealth such a society must do what poets do for the people and what politicians never by any chance do for the people it must give them what they themselves desire but cannot always devise one poet writes love songs for a hundred lovers one romancer writes adventure stories for a hundred boys who would like to have adventures the new statesman must do the right thing which we desire to have done but cannot do the modern politician does the wrong thing and then adds insult to injury and falsehood to folly by telling us we have done it ourselves end of section seven